0: Last week on Main Menu.
1: I'd like to welcome you guys to Main Menu. Jeff Bishop, hi. Hello there. Bill Sparks.
2: Hi there, how are you?
1: Michael Off. Hello Radio. Jason Castingway, the other team member. Hello everyone. We're here to talk about... Windows 10. I think if you're on Windows 7, then you may want to stay
3: where you are for now. It also kind of depends on what screen reader you're using and what level of support that screen reader supports Windows 10. If you're on Windows 8 or Windows 8.1, it's a no-brainer. Yes, you should move to Windows 10. It's really going to be important, though, that if you're going to move to Windows 10, that you be on the latest version of your screen reader, whether that be Window eyes, JAWS, NVDA.
2: If you have some legacy programs that might not work in Windows 10, be very careful because not everything works the way that you might expect it to work.
4: You know, how many screen readers does it take to use Windows? All of them.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Remember a long time ago, Clarence Wiley once said that he wanted you to go buy a copy of JAWS because he said one screen reader was never enough. If you want to be productive in your work environment, you need to have as many tools in your tool belt yep. as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. If you really want to be on the latest and greatest versions of Office, then you need to be on Office 365.
1: I had talked to the Microsoft disability line. They are
3: great, by oh, the way. Oh, they are. They it's are so great.
2: Great service, by the way.
3: Let's talk about the Insider Program for a minute, can we? Sure.
2: A-I-N-M-E-N-U
0: Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hi everyone, and welcome to Main Menu for December 11th, 2015. I'm your co-host, Jason Castonguay. On this week's show, as you just heard, we're going to continue our discussion on Windows 10. The discussion starts out with information on the Insiders Program, And then we're going to get into some bits on Windows Mail, talk about Cortana a little bit, and even talk about some tools that may help in certain situations, tools that you may want to have on hand. After the Windows 10 discussion, we have some demos. Randy is going to demonstrate something called the Talking Pill Reminder, And then I end up coming in, in the first of a series I call (laughs) Macademia. Yes, a play on the words Mac and Academia. I talk about what I hope to bring you in the series, and I demonstrate the setup of mailboxes in Apple Mail so that you can more efficiently access them or move messages to them. Lastly, Randy will be back with a demo on an app he found called Cloud Player and it sounds pretty neat, and some of you may already know what it is or guess what it does by its name. So here's more of Windows 10.
3: So if you want to be on the bleeding edge of, on, on Windows and Office, in fact, Office Insider just came out just a couple of weeks ago, and you really want to provide lots of great feedback to the accessibility teams at Microsoft, Microsoft is begging users to get them feedback. They are wanting feedback from all of us. They 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 are really, really pushing us. That was one of the messages that we heard is, get your users on Insider. Now, Mike, I think you'd probably agree that you probably shouldn't be on Insider if you're not willing to beta test, right?
4: Right. Well, and preferably a dedicated, you know, second machine, a laptop exactly, or something. Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't put yeah. my main box on it,
3: no. No. But if you have something like a Mac where you can run virtual machines, then it's perfect for that. Um, but... So you can sign up for both the Windows Insider and the Office Insider, and you'll get builds and updates for both Office and Windows pushed to you more frequently. There are two rings; at least there are on the uh, Windows side: the, the the fast ring and the slow ring. And the fast ring, you it, it, it's sort of like alpha testing or, you know, pre-beta testing, and the slow ring is is probably more thought of as like beta testing, and you'll get. Uh, Pre-released versions of Windows pushed to you, and they just started doing this for Office, and you'll get those as well. So, uh, if you really want to get feedback to Microsoft, then this is the way to this is the way to to do that. And they would love your feedback. Use the feedback tool inside of uh, Windows, and and get them that feedback. They would love you for it. Nice. I started
4: on the fastering and end up going to the slower one because of some early issues that you know, Windows 10 started out great, which really was a build up from. 8.1 but around February or something I, I end up switching but also if you can have the means to have some system for backing up your operating system and restoring it if you need to I use something called image for windows and that could be a whole podcast itself you're still sure using that huh yes sir oh if, if you know a better
3: tool by all means no me no no, know. no that's I, a great tool I've been using it myself yeah. for a long time and yes uh, it's fantastic I don't know many people that are still using that. So I was just surprised to hear you say
2: that. Mike and I.
3: I (laughs) Yeah, I use it too. That's cool. I haven't
4: found anything better if uh, there's an
3: accessible way to do it. It They just came out with a new version just a couple weeks ago too. Yeah,
4: 298. Yep.
3: Yep. Mm -hmm.
4: It's been free upgrades. I've used it. I've had it for seven or eight years.
3: Yeah, I've had it for a long time.
4: Now, Jeff, do you do anything with the apps? I don't play with the apps. I just don't go there.
3: (laughs) Not right now. Um, I, f- I found that a lot of them are really not that accessible, and I think that's. I think this is another thing where there's some handholding that it's going to be required for both the screen reader manufacturers and the vendors of these applications. I think. I think that's still a work in progress. I think.
4: Yeah, I pretty much disable all of that. I know a few folks mm-hmm. are using it for weather and sports scores and so forth, but I've just yep. I'm yeah, not going I mean,
3: there. I tried to get weather to work, but it won't.
1: It won't work, work well for me. me. That was. Yeah. I was going to ask you about weather and stuff like that. That doesn't work for you guys. No, I use Cortana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
3: she'll tell me the weather sometimes. Now, do or you... she'll tell me that she can't connect to the internet too. <laughs> do you have her
1: <laughs> Do you have her engaged so you can just speak or do you use the mic button?
3: I use Windows C, which is the key, key, hot key for Cortana. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes a little beep sound and then you can talk. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, it, it works pretty well. i. You know, I I think Google's got everybody beat on this whole, you know, response thing. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But Microsoft and Apple, (laughs) 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 yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true.
2: Maybe one other issue um, that might be of concern to some people is, you know, if they're just using like Windows Live Mail or whatever, be sure you have a uh, mail program when you're in Windows 10. What do you think of that, Jeff?
3: Yeah, this is really important. Uh, you really need to have a third-party email client for now. I think um, you. Uh, so you want to have at least Thunderbird or, or Outlook or, or something of that ilk to 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 get that to 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 be your email client for right now. I have I have used. The mail client with, you know, window eyes and, and jaws and, and even NVDA. And, um, you know, I, I, I still would say that I would support Microsoft's original position, which is that, you know, you want to be using a third party email client.
2: Yeah. That, that's why I thought it was important to point that out. I'm glad mm-hmm. you
1: did. Yep. I use Outlook myself. Your
2: old and, Windows people are saying, I want to use an old client or whatever. Yeah. We want to think about that a little bit, but at least use one of the, you know, more popular male clients. So yep. if,
1: if somebody does not want to go to 365, would you just recommend somebody using, let's say, Thunderbird? Probably.
3: Mm-hmm. Probably right now is, is the and thing I'd that up, I would recommend.
2: Myself. I like it.
1: I'm sorry. What would you say, Bill?
2: I said I like when um, Thunderbird. Do you? Yes, I do. I played it, with
1: it. I, never, I, could, I could never get used to it.
2: I'm, I I Is I that why
1: it. you never answer your email bill? <laughs>
2: it's because I'm so popular on the email that I get so many messages Randy that I have to put yours towards the bottom.
4: <laughs> yeah, the only right, the only problem in Thunderbird I think is sometimes when you go into the settings and so some of the the edit boxes and so forth, you're not sure what those fields are. Uh but it is it is slowly improving and Yep. And we did. with the same issue. Too many problems with Outlook, Randy. That that made me dig in and learn Thunderbird.
1: So you're okay. You're a Thunderbird user as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it looks like I I really need to do that too. I I know some of the issues I've had with Thunderbird. It always it, it's so doggone secure that you can't you know it's every time you download something it like a piece of mail that asks you so many yeah, questions like this
4: message may be a scam yeah and you could turn that mm-hmm.
2: off mm-hmm. Um, Randy. you can you can alter that no problem
1: so as far uh, so let's tell everybody if they're going to use windows 10 and if they're going to use a different client like thunderbird how do you shut that off see how i got that in there to help me <laughs> how do you shut that that feature off that that you go to all tools
2: options and slide down to security and okay Get there it from you go. there
3: all right jason have you had an opportunity to play with office on the mac
0: I have not yet, but I have heard remarkable things about how accessible it is. Um, I was thinking about it, and I felt like, well, I already got pages and all that stuff. I don't really need it, and I barely do any uh, document-type projects at this point. I am a little more curious than I was before, now that you've all been talking about Office.
3: Yeah, so I have not installed my copy of uh, office 365 on the mac yet but that's my plan for the week actually is to get that done and and i've heard really great things as well so
0: yes. um, i'm and really
3: excited about that
0: do they let you try office 365 at all
3: no but you could but you could probably yeah. sign up for a month if you wanted to just to give it a play
0: oh sure you know, for yeah.
3: for for 10 bucks and and uh, a lot of people who who are using you know mac mail have tried outlook and they love it so oh. you might want to give it a shot.
0: Okay, because Mac yeah. Mail, I used to love it, and it kind of went downhill somewhere, and they're trying to get it back, and it's okay, but it, it's not as zippy as it was.
3: Yeah.
4: And so, so, Jason, oh. what do you know about uh, those who like to run Windows on Mac hardware, where Windows 10 comes into that space? Can it rerun on certain machines? or?
0: Uh, Unfortunately, I don't know about how Windows 10 works on a Mac. I know that, generally speaking, people who put Windows on their Mac machines love the way it runs. It's very smooth and works very well.
3: There are boot camp drivers for Windows 10, I believe. And VMware Fusion version 8 is out, and it fully supports Windows 10. And that's the way that I run Windows on
1: my Mac. I think you were going to say something, Michael, about that, I was just going to
4: say, yeah, I prefer boot camp. Uh, I had it... Windows 8 on a Mac uh, until it got stolen. I just haven't
0: replaced it, but mm-hmm. uh, Bootcamp is a lot faster.
4: Yeah, it was a nice Mac too with
0: i7. Well, I I actually played with Windows 7 on my Mac. I first used OpenBox, mm-hmm. and then I said I don't know if I like these two things running back and forth all the time. Uh, so I then used Bootcamp, and it ran really well. I, I, yeah, I had no I kept problem. losing
4: speech in VMware Fusion. Oh,
0: mm, okay. Maybe,
4: Jeff, you got an answer to that, but
0: I don't hmm. keep.
4: Man tabbing back and the Mac and that was my issue
3: yeah, I've had issues where speech will go somewhat robotic, but I, th- I think if you tune the the settings on the virtual machine side and give it plenty of you know cpu and 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 RAM, that seems to cut that down substantially. I have a, a high end 13 inch at work, and I have a really slow <laughs> 2009, early 2009 Mac Mini, and I don't run Windows on that for obvious reasons. At work, it, it runs really well, and I like having the ability of having both operating systems at play at the same time. You know, there's some real advantages to that. Oh yeah, being
4: able to work—it's great.
3: Yep, mm-hmm, yep, it works pretty well for me, and I—that's what I use as my my production system at, at the office. And then I have a, a a Lenovo laptop, which is really really slow, um, that I use. Uh, when I'm out doing, you know, testing or I'm out doing um, demonstrations or, or presentations at the university.
1: When you have Live 365, just is about ready to install it, if you're running an older copy of Office, should you uninstall?
3: So what it will do is it will install the Office 365 versions of Word, Excel, PowerPoint, publisher access, all these things, side by side with your older versions. So you can keep Office 2013 or Office 2010 installed okay. alongside of Office 2016. So what I did after it finished was I, you know, went ahead and uninstalled the older version. Once I had Outlook configured and running okay, and, you know, I waited until I made sure that the new tools were were working okay. Mm-hmm. And then and then I just told, you know, the older version to go away.
1: Now, you guys... You don't need it. Is it, is it less of a nightmare, you guys, to work with than... Uh say 13 has been with let's say uh, Microsoft Word working with spell check and some of that stuff is that has that been fixed well I think the
3: important thing to remember about and I think bill you can probably agree to this I think is that being on the latest versions means that there's a much higher possibility of any fixes or, or enhancements to accessibility being implemented in the Office 365 branches of, of Office. And and that's why I am choosing to be there. Mm-hmm.
2: I've been there about a year and a half now and I have not had any real problems. So okay. I would agree with Jeff.
3: All right. The, the only scary thing about Office 365 is is that, and you don't have to move to the newer versions, but when the new versions come out, they're there and you can get them immediately. And so if you don't, keep an eye on you know where things are from an accessibility standpoint more importantly with your your screen reader vendor not not necessarily with microsoft although it's good to check with them too that's really important and and this is also true of windows as well you know this threshold two release just came out for for windows 10 earlier this month in november and we're going we're going to see more updates like that coming out and so before you do these updates to Windows 10, you really just want to make sure that you ping your screen reader render and say, hey, is this safe for me to do? Mm -hmm. And just make sure they give you a thumbs up and go, yep, it's all good. Go. You know, that's really important, especially with the pace of change going on with uh, Windows and and
1: Office. It sounds like the screen readers really are really striving to try to keep up and it's yep, change is just so inevitable.
3: Mm hmm it's it's the world we live in now all of us need to be more aware of this the screen reader vendors need to be more aware of it and that's why we're seeing more communication from microsoft Mm -hmm. you know i mean you've never saw microsoft really come out and publicly talk about right you know the state of accessibility in windows 10 for example we never saw that before and you know that's great stuff and and i commend microsoft for that you know do it more Mm -hmm. keep it keep it up
1: now, I'm Do sure that. I'm sure, Jeff, there are so many things that or at least a few that that you went to the conference that you can't even talk about now.
3: I cannot no. Uh-huh. sorry.
1: let me I, just I, ask you this real quickly. You think we're headed in the right direction. Let me ask you that.
3: well, I, I think that everyone left feeling really good about the messaging that we heard, okay, uh, And that we feel that the accessibility summit was a great thing, and that the teams that were talking with us were extremely engaged. It wasn't just them giving us information and then going away. We we were able to ask lots and lots of questions, mm-hmm. and they asked lots of questions, and um, it was a fully engaging environment. I can I can honestly tell everyone here when I when I tell you this that when they say they want our feedback, they really really want our feedback. Mm-hmm. So if you have any way that you can, you know, you can get involved in the Insider Program and get them feedback about your experiences they want to hear it all i mean you know if you have a complaint about anything they want to know about it because the only way they're going to be able to fix things is by knowing mm-hmm. and and they really really want our help in can you know driving that home if you can do it step up to the plate and make it happen
4: yeah i know they're uh, reaching out they're looking at my website occasionally which is lawware.com where i just list uh all-known accessible Windows software, latest versions in about 30 different categories. And I do cool. see uh, hits from
0: Redmond occasionally. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Now, just a quick question about the accessibility line that Microsoft has. Will they help people using Live 365 on a Mac?
3: Yes, they'll help with all of Microsoft's software. Okay. And even hardware. I mean, if you have a Surface, they'll help you with that. In oh, fact, yeah. I, I have a Surface. I got it into a state where it wouldn't boot. And <laughs> finally, was able to get it booted, but it wouldn't uh, do any Windows updates. And called the, you know, answer desk, and they remoted into the machine, and you know, they they took care of it. Wow! So right.
1: yeah, yeah, they spent an hour on the phone with me at work once on one of the machines. No matter how good you are on the PC, if you get uh, if you have a problem, I I got malware on my machine one time. I installed a a tool, and I don't even remember what what it was. No, and it gave me some nasty malware that I could not get off my machine. And uh, I talked to the disability line, and and they said, have you tried this? Yes, I have. Have you tried this? Yes, I have. Well, oh, you you really know what you're doing. I said, well, apparently not, because I can't get the malware off my machine. He, <laughs> uh, they asked me so many questions. They remoted into my machine. And honest to goodness, guys, they had problems but they got rid of every bit of it. It's Two incredible. great
4: tools for that, Randy. One is called Adware Cleaner. Got it, and did it.
1: There's a you got it
4: didn't didn't work. And nope. there's also a JRT junkware removal. Did it, tool. did it, did it. Those didn't help. oh, nope. this must have been
1: nasty yeah. stuff. Yeah. nasty stuff. It took them guys, it took them one and a half hours to clean my machine. But they did yeah. it.
4: and what you have to watch now, the new the new problem is these crypto lockers. So it'll Pretty come radical. in and encrypt yep. all of your files and then get you to pay a few hundred dollars to get your data back. So backups are more important than ever. Not clicking on emails and links and things, people you don't know or anything that looks suspicious because a friend could hack into your, you know, a friend's email or Facebook account or something. So you really Mm -hmm.
3: have to be careful.
1: Yeah. Yes. Nasty stuff. And again, we're not trying to scare anybody, but just be mindful of some of this stuff.
3: Practice safe computing.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, that's really the key thing. Everything else out there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. All right guys, anything else any any final words? Hey if you're feeling brave upgrade to Windows 10. I, I think
4: overall, despite any few little issues you may have, it's a great operating system. It's more secure than ever, faster than ever, more driver' support. so if you're asking me yes or no, uh, if you're on the fence, I would say yes, but if you don't uh, you know you don't like to experiment like everything to do what it did yesterday then then leave it alone. But I, I encourage upgrading.
3: If you uh, if you have a chance to buy a new machine over the uh, holiday season when this will air late 2015, then uh, if you're getting a brand new Windows 10 laptop or, or desktop machine, do keep in mind that Edge and and the email client will be the default. So you'll need to Make sure that you go in and change those. Mm-hmm. The great uh, mention
4: for Ninite, a great tool. Oh, N-I-N-T- my God. Absolutely. You com, and you, you go build <laughs> your own little small file yep. that you say, I want yep. Firefox, I want Winamp, I want Fantastic. Skype, whatever. And it'll auto-install them for you. None of the junk that comes with them. Right. It does
2: it all the background. You're, you're good to go. Wow. So that's a good tool to have.
1: That's www.ninite.com. <laughs> Bill, you had a statement? Oh, another
2: good one is patch my PC. Which is oh, I haven't great. heard of that. No, what does tell us about great, it? That's a great one because it does everything that Ninite does, except it will actually go in and and automatically update those for you and doesn't have to prompt you all the time. And you can set it to do it at certain times. And it's a nice little program. It's free. What else check,
1: what yeah. else will it do for you? I mean, is it does it do hmm. exactly what Ninite does?
2: Yeah, it, it does everything that Ninite does and a little bit more. Does it do drivers as well? I believe you said yes. Maybe? Yes, it does. And it also wow. has Windows updates, too.
3: Patchmypc.com.
2: Yeah. Okay. Just go into Google and type in Patchmypc, and you'll get it. Thank
1: you, Bill. Uh, now I suppose we'll wow. all install it, and it'll be some big malware thing that says, listen to Bill Sparks on the legend.
2: <laughs> 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 That's not listeners, trust me. <laughs> 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 it's the only way I can get them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Nice, of course, we're, we're just teasing each other because we've known each other for so many years, guys, so don't take it to heart. <laughs> right, it's all good here. Yeah. Okay, Bill, any final words?
2: Not really, except uh, like you said, if you're on the fence, then jump and do it. Uh, but if it's working well for you in seven, stay with it. But if you're just uh, really wanting to, to do it, it's a good time to do it, except if you've got an old system that's real junky and have some real problems, don't try to take those with you to Windows 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's all good.
1: Let's do some contact information. All sure. right. So. Okay. Go ahead, Michael. Huh?
2: Okay. So,
4: um, gonna have the the website if you're interested in. in Accessible software that I know of, and I'd love to get some comments from other folks to expand on that, but it's lofware.com. It's L-A-U-F-W-A-R-E.com. My day job is with the Better Business Bureau, so I write a weekly blog post if you're interested in consumer information at uh, bbbconsumereducation.com. And my email address is info at Twitter account, Mike Loff one
1: Bill?
2: Okay. Uh, you can reach me at Bill at BillSparks.org. Or you can go to my website at www.billsparks.org or .net or our www.allthingsradio.net or legendoldies.com or billsparks.com, which is our old time radio. And Jeff, how can people reach you?
3: Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Bishop, J E F F B I S H O P. You can email me either at jeff at acbradio.org or jeff at jeffbishop.com. Either one will work. And uh, happy to help you wherever I can.
4: Yeah, Randy and Jason, you are doing an awesome job. Nothing well, less they than are. awesome. Absolutely.
3: Yes. Oh, nice. May, Thank, you.
4: Thank you, Bill. Very, oh, very we much. We
2: really appreciate that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I got to give Randy a hard time, but <laughs> Randy, <laughs> Randy would th- think I was mad at him if I didn't. But I'm going to tell you something about Randy, and that is, if you're ever in a tight spot and need help, Randy is there for you.
0: Oh, I, got, I thought yeah. you were going to say, don't go to Randy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I've
2: actually for once been nice to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I've seen it time and time again. Yep. and uh, Well, that goes
1: for you too, Bill. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's- that goes for all of us. Honest goodness, that's why we're all here. We're all here to, to give information and to help any way we can. That's why I picked these guys. Seriously you know,
2: we we like to give back and mm-hmm. Michael's the same way oh, yeah. he with the podcast every week and gosh knows Jeff and I have done so many things together mm-hmm. and um and we're just now meeting Jason for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I mean you know, we've been there, we've done that, and um and we're here to do more if we can.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you everybody for participating. And it's just been honestly a pleasure having you guys all in one conversation. And uh, it's it's, uh, it's been way too long. We should do this again. Well, yes, we sure. will. Would you come back and let's talk more about Absolutely. office and Windows? Whatever. and?
2: We'll make it up if we don't know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very okay. good, Bill. <laughs> I uh...
3: <laughs> love that. But...
2: Oh, one other thing, Jeff. We're making this. Not only these directories on the hard drive, but we're actually doing print copies and a Braille copy of these OTR shows.
3: Wow, that's good. You're going to need to have multiple volumes for the uh, Braille right, printout, huh?
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: So do you have a company that's doing that, or did Jennifer make the draft?
2: No, I did. Or... I, I got Jennifer. I got her to do the Braille. Wow. Oh, my that's goodness. Fantastic. Wow.
1: thanks for Jennifer's so we, help.
2: We both have to work very well together. And,
1: and a special hello to Jennifer as well.
2: And you know, I'm in my school But, you know, we have fun. And, you know, the longer you do this, the more you start having fun. And you try to give back. It's not all about seriously just trying to do for yourself. Oh. Because uh, it's more fun to give back.
1: Yeah, I've never stopped since I have got on. that was always one of my vows is to help wherever I can. So,
2: You've absolutely. Done it.
1: All doing it. You've
2: done it. Um, done it, done it, done it. Time and time again. I guess that's it.
1: Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Talk to you again. Thank you. ladies and gentlemen. If you are in the United States, if you get your meds from Walgreens Pharmacy, which is a chain in the U.S., you are eligible if you are blind and low vision to have a talking pill reminder. If you go to the Walgreens website, you can have a look there and find the talking pill reminder. And they sell it for a little bit over $9 if you want to buy it outright. If you get your drugs from Walgreens, you can request a pill reminder for free. That's right, free. F-R-E-E won't cost you a thing. You must have proof of disability for low vision or blind for a low vision or blind individual. That means you have to get a referral from a doc or from state services for the blind, just as long as you can show them some kind of written information. I was able to get my hands on one of these. I have in my hands a bottle of pills. Now, if you hold a bottle of pills upright, you'll hear that it has a cap on it, a child-proof cap. You hear me spin the cap. Now if I flip the bottle over, in other words just give it a flip and turn it completely upside down so the bottom is on the top, you will see what looks like another bottle cap. It's the talking pill reminder. It's adhered to the bottle by adhesive. You peel off an adhesive backing and stick it right to the bottle. It looks just like a bottle cap. It's pretty cool actually. It has a display. If you come up directly from the display you have two buttons. You have an A and a B. The A stands for audio and the B a button that when pressed it will get you into the timer functions. It comes in a very nice set of instructions in braille. There is a six fold out paper braille sheet laminated with plastic. The braille is very easy to read. It comes with three batteries already installed and there is a battery door that you can remove and replace the three button batteries. The A button when pressed will get you into the recording function. You can record a personal message if you do not want your doc to record a message for you. You can record a personal message for the individual stating that this is aspirin, this is Sudafed, whatever you happen to want to use as a personal message. You hold down the A button for five seconds, it goes into recording mode. I will not demonstrate this message. Just understand that it will personally record a message. This pill reminder is set for an individual by a doctor. I will not use any names. I will edit the name out. I'm pressing the A button down one time and it will verbally give a set of instructions for this medication. This
0: prescription is for for Lialda 1.2 gram tablets. Instructions are take four tablets by mouth. Every morning with breakfast, take with food, Small hole. It was
5: written by Diana, Nurse Practitioner. There are no more refills on this prescription.
1: Now, if I want to find out just the type of medication but do not want to hear the instructions, I can just press it to stop it as it plays. In other words, it's a play-pause function. Let me demonstrate. This prescription is for Lialda, one point. And it stops. And let's start again. You can see how it operates. I will demonstrate the timer function now. I will hold down the B button and you can see verbally it will cycle you through the hours that it has preset. I'm holding the B button down now. Time set starts. Pressing it one more time. Two hours. Again. Four hours. And so on. And it will cycle through if I hit it again two hours. and so on. Time set finished. I left it sitting for three seconds and it said time set finished. Now let's say that I want to stop the timer's preset. In other words if I don't want to hear it go off every two, four, six hours and so on, while it's beeping I can just press the B button while it's beeping and it will disable that function. Then you have to start from scratch. I will now let you hear the timer. When it goes off every two, four, six hours and so on, it will emit a beep. The beep sounds like this. The beep will continue for 30 seconds and then stop. It will not beep again for the allotted time set. I can only find one more use for this pill reminder, and that is fill your bottle full of M&Ms or Skittles or whatever candy of your choice, and then you can take when needed. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this demonstration. I hope you found it useful, at least most of this, and we'll be back with another demonstration soon. So long, everybody.
0: Macademia. Hello, everyone. Here I am in the first of a series I call Macademia. This is a series I hope to continue for a while, showing you ways of using your Mac even more efficiently. I'm going to cover things that aren't traditionally covered in tutorials, at least the ones I've seen. And I want to talk about not only voiceover, but also I may be providing tips that are independent of voiceover. So for example, if voiceover isn't speaking, you can still issue some keystrokes that may help or at least get you to a place where you can do something. In this first of the series, I thought I would talk about mail. There are so many features in mail that help make managing messages easier. But one thing I have found is a feature that became available somewhat relatively recently. I, I want to say maybe twenty. 12 or 2013 it's the favorites bar once this bar is visible you can put all your favorite folders in that bar and then they all become accessible by keystrokes i don't know how many you can put in the bar i'm assuming you don't want to have more than nine in there because it uses the number row keys one through nine in conjunction with the command key You may already know that the inbox you can get to from anywhere in mail by pressing Command-1. So what happens is when you put your favorite folders in the favorites bar, you can then access them by pressing Command-3 or Command-4, for example. Another thing that makes message management easy is that if you want to quickly move a message to one of those folders... You simply add the control key to the keystroke, so control-command-1 would move a message to your inbox, say if you were in another folder. Or if you're in your inbox and you want to move a message to one of those other folders, control-command-3, for example, or control-command-4. I have found that to be very useful. You have to be in the message list to move a message in this fashion. Before we get started, I wanted to point out that we all have different machines, models, software running, preferences for that software, etc. And so the scenario may differ slightly, or you may run into an unexpected problem, depending on what's going on. So I am not covering this from a beginner's perspective. I'm assuming that you have at least a moderate set of skills to run your Mac Also, I am not covering the use of the magnification software, although the process should be pretty straightforward in that regard. And so, without further ado, I'm going to navigate to my mail program, and this is from a computer on which I don't use mail as often, and so I don't have my favorites set up, and we're going to do that together. I have a folder called Deferred and a folder called Saved that I want to put in the Favorites bar going to command tab over to mail.
5: Mail. 55 new items.
0: Mail. Okay. And as you can see, my inbox is not nearly as clear as I'd like it to be. I used to be one of those who would keep their inbox down to zero almost. I mean, sometimes maybe a few messages would linger, but not very much. And boy, do I miss that. (laughs) Hasn't happened for quite a long time. But I do find that having those two folders accessible from the favorites bar, the saved and the deferred, um, really helps keep my inbox a little cleaner than it otherwise might be. I tend to put messages that don't need my immediate attention in the deferred folder and any messages that I want to keep for record-keeping purposes in the saved folder. And so I'm in my mail, and what I'm going to have you do is if we press V-O Command F2, it's going to tell you how much of the screen this window is taking up.
5: Centered in all sections of the screen. 12 inches wide, 7 inches tall.
0: Okay, so mine sounds like it's taking up quite a bit of the screen. And this is good because when you're dragging and dropping things, as we are going to do, we want to make sure that we have as much of the screen available as is possible We don't want some other things blocking the screen, or you'll find that if something doesn't work exactly the way you expect it to following the instructions here, there could be some other windows visible on the screen, and so you may want to use your voiceover commands to check for that. I'm going to make sure in my view menu that everything is visible that we want, and, well, actually, I know it already is, but for the sake of this demo, we're going to check And so I'm going to go to the View menu. Menu bar, Apple, View, View, Menu. And we want to look for the message folder list visibility. Hide Favorites bar, Command, Shift, Option, H. Okay, I got to the Favorites bar first. And it says you can hide it with this keyboard command. Hide Favorites bar, Command, Shift, Option, H. So Command, Shift, Option, H will toggle whether you are hiding or showing that Favorites bar. And since I'm not hearing checked here, I'm knowing that... It is not hidden, and... Customize tool, hide toolbar. Oh, well, you don't want to hide the toolbar. Show deleted message, hide mailbox list, command shift M. Hide mailbox list, that one's pretty easy, command shift M. This one is not checked either, so it is not hidden. So this is good, we're, we're ready to go here. Messages. I pressed escape to exit the menu, and we're going to stop interacting with this messages area and get to the folder table.
5: Stop interacting. Vertical split mailboxes table. Inbox 55
0: on badge. I'm going to Selected. interact here. Interact with and I'm going to look for deferred. I'm just going to type D E F. Deferred. 8 on red badge. There we go. And I'm going to mark it for drag and drop with voiceover command VO, comma.
5: Deferred. 8 on red badge marked for drag and drop.
0: Now I'm going to stop interacting with the messages folder table. Uh, I'm, I keep calling it the wrong thing. <laughs> Stop interacting with mailboxes table. Okay, mailboxes table. And I'm going to move to the left to get to the favorites bar.
5: Favorites bar group. Enter inbox. VIPs. Sent 24. unchecked drafts. Tw- okay, VIPs. there are some
0: default folders here. I find that usually when I drop on top of something, what I drop moves to the right of that thing. So I'm going to drop on top of VIPs. Um, VIPs is... The second item in this favorites list, and so deferred will be the third, if all goes as I plan.
5: Dragging deferred, 8 on red badge, deferred, 8 on red badge dropped on VIPs Two item dropped is no longer visible.
0: Okay, so I used VO period to drop that item or have it drag and drop, the swishing sound is a sound from voiceover to let you know that something is going on and i think there are even visual elements on the screen that show the folder being dragged to the favorites bar now if i vo around here i can check flagged
5: dint toggle mailbox list inbox 56 okay Uncheck. inbox check is number one vips two
0: unchecked deferred eight checked great my deferred folder is there this is wonderful right to the right of vips the way i plan Okay, now I'm going to stop interacting with the favorites bar. I'm going to do one more of my folders, the saved folder, because I'm going to stop here. Stop
5: interacting with favorites bar group. And we're going to V O to bar the right mailboxes table. So the Different. mailboxes, I'm going interact to interact.
0: With. And we are going to look for saved. Saved, 3 on red badge. And I just type S A V and I got there very quickly. I'm going to press V O comma to mark this item for dragging and dropping. Saved, 3 on red badge marked for drag and drop. Now I'm going to stop interacting with the mailboxes table. Stop interacting with mailbox. Move to the left to the favorites bar. Favorites bar group. Interact, Interact inbox. VIP. Deferred. Eight. I navigate it to the deferred folder because I want the saved folder to be to the right of deferred so that it will be assigned to number four. And I, if I didn't explain before, inbox is number one, VIPs is the second, so that's number two. My deferred I put on number three, and saved will be number four. I'm going to do VO period now.
5: Dragging saved. 3 unread badge. Saved. 3 unread badge dropped on deferred. 8. Item dropped is no longer visible.
0: Okay. I'm not sure what the item dropped is no longer visible means. It could mean that it's no longer visible in the mailboxes table. I actually don't know because if I move around here... Inbox.
5: 56. Unchecked. VIPs. Deferred. 8. Saved. 3.
0: They're all here.
5: Sent twenty-four.
0: And so, there are other default items here. Sent is here, so that will be number five. Drafts twelve. Drafts will be number six. Flagged, dimmed, unchecked checkbox. And I don't know about flagged, and I don't have anything flagged, so I guess that's why it's dimmed. Some of them appear when needed and are not usable when there's nothing in them. Okay. Toggle mailbox. So left. now I just want to show you. Stop in mailboxes table. I'm going Save. to hit command one for inbox 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 messages table unread it threw me right into the messages table unread Whole latte love 24 hours and so you can see there are messages here now if I press command 3 deferred it moves me to my deferred folder
5: unread seminar at hadley.edu seminar.
0: and you can see there are messages there and my saved saved
5: Linux counter your entry in the Linux counter.
0: Okay, so it I have now very quick access to these folders, and this includes, as I said at the beginning, if I'm in my inbox and I see a message that I want to move quickly to that folder, all I have to do is add the control key, and so I can hit Control Command three, and it will move the message to Deferred, or Control Command four, and it will move it to the Saved folder. That's all for this segment of Macademia. I hope you have found it informative and useful. Hopefully enjoyable, too, although technical material tends to be dry sometimes. If you'd like to send feedback, please do so by sending email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. I'll be back with another segment soon. Thank you. (laughs) Macademia!
1: Hello, main menu listeners. This is Big R slash Randy Rusnak speaking. For those of you who have been following me on Audio Boom, know that my preference to sync music to the iPhone is not iTunes. I am not a happy camper when it comes to iTunes at all. So I have found other ways to sync music on my device. I have used several apps. I've used EverMusic, I've used Eddie, I've used different type of cloud player to get my music on my phone or to at least listen to music on my phone. I'm running an iPhone 6. I have slowed the speech down so people that don't like to listen to speech at a fast rate can follow along with me. I'm going to demonstrate an app called cloud player and the interesting thing about cloud player is that it's very simple and if you're like me the simpler the better not that I can't operate complicated things but I don't care to make playlists if I want to listen to something usually it's a whole album or something of that nature I want to demonstrate to you today a simple player that does one thing and that's play files as I say, you can't create playlists, you can't move things around really. It's just a simple player. And this is the main one that I use at the moment. Cloud Player. Double tap to open. And what it'll do, it will connect to my Google Drive account. You can set it to connect to Dropbox if you wish, but I only have it connected to my Google Drive. I have a lot of my space used up already on Dropbox, so I'm using Google Drive. Google Drive is almost like Dropbox. It's pretty cool, actually. You have 15 gigs of free space. Yep, 15 gigs. So you can either do a search. You can either do a search for Google Drive. The best way that i found to get Google Drive is through the Ninite program, www.ninite.com. Dot com, Or you could pronounce it, Night-Night, I guess. But every time I say Night-Night, I think I want to go to sleep. Night-Night. <laughs> okay. So, Night-Night is a website that you can check a box for various things like Skype, iTunes. Ooh, did I say iTunes? And you check all these individual boxes, and then you get an installer. And when you run the installer... It will download the programs to your PC, but it doesn't install all those annoying toolbars. It just installs. And then you run the installer once every couple of weeks, and it updates your programs for you. It's very cool. www.nite.com And this is how you can also get Google Drive. Once you have signed into Google Drive with your Gmail account, you can use it just like you can Dropbox. Very simple interface. And as I say, you get free 15 gigs of space when you sign up. Okay, so we are on Cloud Player. Double tap to open. Now, when I open it, it's going to sync with Google Drive.
5: Cloud Player, Info button.
1: It's not a conventional player, and that is to say it doesn't have tabs across the bottom. Volume, six, volume see i'm just running my finger across the bottom and you can't really see anything everything is presented at the top of the screen info button i find that if you start at the top left info button there's your info button we can double tap on that
5: back information heading
1: i'm just flicking right
5: our applications tell friends i like it right to developer developer website back button
1: so we'll go back back
5: Cloud Player Info
1: Button. I find that it's easier to flick rather than try to look on the screen for things. But I'll explore the screen if you like. See, there's a lot of empty real estate here.
5: 6% adjustable. Info Button.
1: So we'll focus on the info top left, flicking to the right.
5: Cloud Player Heading Settings Button.
1: And there's your settings. Let's go into Settings.
5: Settings Heading Done Button. Edge slash 3G Usage Heading For playing Button. Settings off button for downloading. Button. Settings off button. Accounts. Head. Randy Rusnak. Settings remove button. Add account. Heading.
1: So you can remove your account or add an account.
5: Dropbox. Yandex.Drive. Google Drive. OneDrive. Box. Box. Done.
1: The done button is on the right.
5: Done. Cloud player. Info. Cloud player. Heading. Settings. Button.
1: Now, the downloads... I have found not to work with voiceover, so I just use it as a simple player.
5: Aaron and Randy.
1: These are the people that I share folders with. One of my ex co-workers.
5: Play button.
1: And when you hit the play button, nothing happens.
5: Jason and Randy.
1: Ah, there's my buddy Jason. I remember him from. Uh, let's see. Oh yes, main menu. All right, flicking to the right. Play button. And as I say, if you hit play, nothing happens music and there's my music folder you can create any type of folder you wish I created one called music and that's where I put <clears throat> uh, my music
5: play button percent adjustable
1: that's my volume Swipe settings looking to the, the right
5: Zero, 12, three, 20, 01. Men at work Hook player player prev, player repeat button.
1: okay now the f- files that you heard was some of the music files that I was playing. And as I flick to the right,
5: oh player repeat button. There's
1: your player controls.
5: Oh one. Ne- player player prev button. Player
1: repeat button. There you can repeat a track. Player prev button. Go back a track. Player play button. And play. Player next button. Next.
5: Player shuffle button.
1: And shuffle.
5: Volume 62% volume 62%. There Adjustable. it is. Music.
1: Let's go into the music folder.
5: Back button.
1: Now I've got a few albums on here already. They're synced to my Google Drive.
5: Music heading file settings button Mark Knopfler tracker deluxe.
1: And I'm gonna flick to the right.
5: Cargo view play button six percent adjust.
1: Yeah, player. Play event
5: play cargo 1989.
1: Okay, let's go into cargo. Double tap.
5: Music back button. Men at work, cargo, 1989,
1: flicking, flicking to the right.
5: File settings, button, 01, men at work, Dr. Hack and Mr. Jive.mp3.
1: If I double tap, it will start playing, and then your player controls appear on the bottom. You have previous, play, next, so you can control your music that way. It does not display music information. As I say, if you just want a player to play music, this is the one that I've been using so far. All right, double tap on number one.
5: Oh, one, men at work. Dr. Hack and Mr. Jive.mp3.
1: And you cannot use the double tap method to stop your track either. So I'll look for the home button. Now I'll come up and find the play stop button.
5: V- play pause button.
1: I can pause it.
5: Player play.
1: And we can play it. Double tap. Player pause. Flick to the right to next. Player
5: next. Player next.
1: And if you're on the next button already, you're already focused on it. Just do another double tap. Player next. And you go ahead another track. Let's find the (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting into this track.
5: Player, player prev button.
1: Okay, here's the prev button. That's the previous button. Just double tap. Player prev. One more. Player prev. And we're back at the beginning. Now you can't fast forward through your track. You can just play, stop, do everything you want. So basically. If you want a simple player and you don't want clutter, cloud player, right now, my choice. $3.99 in the App Store. Player play. I was lucky. I got mine with an app called Apps Gone Free, and I didn't pay a cent for it. Would I buy it for $3.99? I dislike iTunes, and remember, when I say that, it's my personal opinion, my personal preference. I just don't like it. If I knew what I knew about this app, I would buy it. And that's why we have little segments on main menu like this. So you can make your own choice. I hope you've enjoyed this demo, and we go back to main menu. Take it, Jason.
0: For what it's worth, I want to put my two cents in here. iTunes on the Mac was pretty accessible when I got my first Mac in 2007. It was not fully accessible, however, and so I could add music, organize it, create playlists, rename things, you know, all the things I might want to do with my music, but the store was another matter. It was not very accessible at all. I could search for something and get a a list of results in a table, and it was all right, but you didn't get the nice HTML page with all the elements that you would expect, how to sort albums, how to maybe click and, and get different albums or different artists related to that artist, things like that. That wasn't until later. When I got my iPhone in 2009, it was the 3GS, And I don't remember if the store became completely accessible at that point, but it wasn't long after that. And boy, did that open up a whole new world because so many things were now accessible, like all the elements I mentioned, the searching for artists and finding related artists, reading reviews of the albums you found, all that kind of stuff. I really grew to like iTunes. Everything I needed it to do worked, and it worked well. I could sync anything i wanted with my phone i had all sorts of things created so that syncing would happen automatically with music that i categorized and i was even into rating music so that my smart playlist i think it's called my top rated would update and i just thought that was pretty neat it wasn't until more recently that itunes had a radical change in the layout i'm able to use it it's all right but I don't like it as much now as I did before. I felt like I could zip around much easier before. I'm hoping I get used to this new layout or something something else changes. And even the music app on the iPhone has changed radically. And I'm not sure how I feel about that one yet. Oh, well.
1: Hello again, Jason. Hello again, Randy. Well, at least we know our names. That's true. <laughs> i just like to come on in here just really briefly because we have a little bit more time to fill. We certainly can fill it. Something brand new has just hit the App Store. I believe it was yesterday morning, and I, I just found out about it, and it's Cortana for the iPhone.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Now, you guys know about Cortana. We were just talking about it on Windows 10. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you have Siri and all the rest of the assistants. And we like to come on and give you these little bits. And, you know, we're not heavy into, like, you know, tech talk and we'll talk tech for two hours and stuff. Other people are really good at that. Uh, we just, like, fumble our way through stuff and uh, <laughs> we just give our opinions. A bell means Cortana is very good on the iPhone and a buzzer is, well, we can judge what the buzzer entails. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> That's how bad Cortana is on the iPhone, in my humble, big-R opinion. You ask it if it want to send text. Well, it brings up your text form. Then it says, what do you want to say? Well, you have to type it all in. Oh, gee. You know, why not bring it up on its own? If you want to send an email, it brings up your email form on your iPhone. Well, why not just have Siri send it an email? I find it not as useful as I might like it. And also, it reverts everything to your earpiece. There's no way that I see to get it back into your Speaker, It just reverts, and it's, I don't know, for a first attempt, I have used products similar to this that help out a lot more. But it's got more room to grow, I'm sure. So a little bit of the good, a little bit of the bad. But right now... (laughs) You know, Randy,
0: it sounds like you got some good feedback, though. I think you should get over there and provide it pronto. Sorry.
1: (laughs) You mean to Microsoft? (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, this certainly was a packed episode. I think more items than I've seen since I started, anyway. And we hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to contact us or leave us feedback, you can do so by sending email to mainmenu@acbradio.org. at You can find more information about Main Menu by visiting mainmenu.acbradio.org. I promise, we're working on the Twitter and pretty soon you will be able to actually hear from us on Twitter. And if you'd like to get an early start, you can follow us at Main Menu on Twitter. There's a new app in the iOS App Store. Check it out! It's called ACB Link. puts all the resources of ACB and ACB Radio right into one place, with easy access. Main Menu can be heard every Friday beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern, repeating four hours thereafter until Saturday at 5 p.m. It is also available as a podcast. You can subscribe by directing your podcatcher of choice to mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.xml. You can listen to us by phone. Call 605-475-8130. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Bye for now.
1: Bye, everybody.